Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Lie back, stand up, get into the lotus position, and just get ready to listen to this episode as we have a conversation about the mundane. We endeavor to provide a episode and a conversation that will be less than fascinating so that you, our listener, can just feel free to drift on off. I want to thank you for listening today. I am your host, Marco Timpano. And I am your co-host, Nidhi Kana. And you should follow us, rate us, and tweet us. And you can tweet us at Listen and Sleep. Marco, recently, you and Amanda uh, were on a vacation. That's right. We Actually, if you listened to episode, I think, 111 and 112... You would have heard me speak to my father-in-law about being a Mayflower descendant. And we were visiting Nova Scotia. So we had a little bit of a vacation in Nova, in the beautiful province of Nova Scotia in Canada. And if you haven't been, I strongly recommend going. Well, I want to mention that today's episode is sponsored by Casper.com. So... Thank and you too. Casper to, does deliver to Nova Scotia. Oh, that's right. They <laughs> deliver all over Canada and the U.S. and definitely in many parts of Europe. And we invite you to go to casper.com or better still, go to our URL, which is caspertrial.com slash insomnia. And we'll tell you about how you can save $50 later on in the show. Yeah, I got a chance to do something I haven't done in a long time, Nitty, while I was in Nova Scotia, and that's go fishing. And I loved when I was a kid fishing. And, and by I, go fishing, you don't mean the card game. No, no, you which I enjoy act- too, actually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's but a good, uh, steep card game. <laughs> I got a chance to um, rent a rod. Oh, is that f- what it's called? You rent a rod? Well, no, I actually rented a fishing rod. Okay. And I fished in the ocean. And it was funny because so... At the rental place, we'd gone the day before because Amanda wanted to paddleboard, and they were they. I should mention it's South Shore Rentals or South Shore Sports Rentals, and they rent. And they were Clay who rented to us was really lovely, so I'm going to give him a shout out. And um, we went the day before, and Amanda asked about paddleboards, so. I noticed that they were renting fishing rods, and I had no interest in paddleboarding in the ocean because I'm not that strong a swimmer. So I said, we'll be back tomorrow, and I think I want to rent a fishing rod. 
And I said, what can I catch over there? And he's like, oh, you can catch some mackerel. And he goes, there's a tuna. Wait, can we go back on yeah, this sure. story for a second? Yeah, please. Go back to the moment where you said you don't want to rent a paddleboard because you I'm don't not, like I'm not, swimming. I'm not a strong swimmer. Oh, right. And I okay. just felt if we were paddleboarding in the ocean because we were in a, in a, in, we were, we were in a cove um, and... Uh, that maybe it would be too much. It would be. It would, I, I just didn't think Not I was strong enough. Yeah, I wasn't comfortable. So I was like, I can certainly sit on a rock offshore and uh, watch and watch and fish, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. We went. I rented a fishing rod. Amanda rented a paddleboard, and we went out on the water. Or she went out on the water, and I was casting. It took me a while. What, about, what's casting exactly? So casting is when you um, take your rod and you kind of. Usually you push back a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. I'm sure it has a name, like like this thing that holds the line in place for you, right? Okay. Holds it taut. And when you do that, you can release the actual line so that it, it, it will... Can have slack? Uh, have slack, right? So you, you pull this little thing back, and then you take your rod, and you kind of whip it and let go of the line that you've been holding in place with your hand so that the weight... And the hook will just fling itself across the body of water. Now, it takes some practice. And you've never gone fishing, Nitty? Marco. Clearly you haven't. <laughs> but I should take you fishing. We should do it. We should You know what? Fishing. I would, except unlike you, I find the process of baiting a hook very disturbing. Oh, you mean putting a worm on the hook? Yeah. Yeah, but you don't. You can have a lure. You don't necessarily need to do that with a, a either, lot. Either way, I don't want to see a fish come out of the water. Okay, then I guess fishing wouldn't be <laughs> being free. Well, you can catch and release. Yeah, I find, no, I don't think, no. It's not your scene. It's not my scene. Okay. But I know that when you were a kid, you, I remember you telling the story about um, using bait to catch a fish in this pond that yeah. your dad was like, there's mm-hmm. no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be a fisherman when I was a kid, so it was nice to be back near the water with a fishing rod. And Clay says to me, when I said, what fish are out there? He's like, there's mackerel, and there's this, there's that. And he goes, and there's a tuna out there. But it's not tuna season, so you cannot catch the tuna. Uh-oh. And all I wanted to do was catch the tuna. Uh-oh. And he said, he's like, good luck reeling that in. You know, it'll burn your this hands. This is like the start of a um, like a teen summer um, movie mm-hmm. um, where, you know, I see four boys coming together to catch the tuna and clay... First of all, I love the name Clay. Yeah, that it was. It seems really fitting, actually, yeah. for this entire story. And um, uh, yeah. Anyway, continue with your all-American movie so, in Canada, <laughs> all-Canadian movie. Sure, all-fishing movie. All-fishing movie. I um, I, I, it took me a while to find the right spot, Nitty. Like it wasn't. It wasn't. I found one spot and I kept casting in the weeds. So I would like cast it and would get caught in all these weeds and kelp and all that business. So I was not happy about that. And then I was casting. I couldn't quite, I was too far from the water when I was casting in another spot. So then finally I'm like, okay, I'm going to go around the bend. And it was a perfect spot. And then I changed my... What made it a perfect spot? I, I was closer to the water. It was a little bit beachy. So I wasn't on rocks. I had plenty of space to put my stuff down. 
um, it was out in the open, so I was getting Wi-Fi reception. It just <laughs> very had, important uh, fishing component is that Wi-Fi sure. reception. <laughs> Nowadays it is right. <laughs> so it had all these pluses, and I was able to cast far and away from weeds. But I at that point I changed my lure, and I don't feel like I had a good lure. I had like this. What's it? What are the differences in lures? Oh, like, like there's a million things, right? Like it's kind of like. Like I had this one. The, my first one was this like gold little one that had a, a funny tail to it, and then I switched it to a longer, a bigger. It, it depends what the fish want, right? Mm. But I was like, let me switch it to this one, and, and in hopes that I would catch the tuna. And I just think it was the wrong one. And uh, I've never been fly fishing, but I'd like to go fly fishing. And that's and you're constantly casting, but with a fly fishing rod, it's it's a different rod, and I think the weight of your line is different too so the cast is beautiful like if you've ever seen images of fly fisher people casting mm. it's very relaxing Nitty. i know it's not <laughs> your scene but you just cast and like the fly fishing um hook is kind of like a fly clearly then they make it with feathers and there's quite an art to actually making that that mm. fly huh. yeah because so, use different feathers like pheasant okay. pheasant like we'll make the Will make it look like a different type of fly or mosquito or whatnot. So there's a lure that has a fly on it. Yeah, fly fishing is um, a type of type of fishing where you use a specific type of rod and the I don't know if you'd call it a lure. They call it a fly, where they take a hook and they'll put um, a feather on it and say two feathers and then they'll wrap the wire around the I'd also like to take this moment to announce that mm. I don't know why but Zena always seems to want to drink like a fish load of water mm-hmm. sure. in the middle of our episode recordings and so. that's Zena if you don't know is Nitty's dog yeah um, but sorry continue no, no. she just distracted me oh it's, it's okay so basically you take a hook and I've never I've never made a fly and it's quite it, it's quite a difficult endeavor i would say it's an artistic endeavor you've got to be patient and you've got to be skilled i don't know it's it's really an art form so you take a hook and and once again i'm not a professional nor do i pretend to be one but i'm just going to tell it like how i know it to be you take a hook and oftentimes they'll have it clamped and then they'll take a feather pheasant feather or a specific type of feather from a specific type of bird and you'll place the feather onto the hook and then you'll wrap a wire around where the hook has a um, loop mm-hmm. that you would tie your thing to, and you'd wrap a wire. And some people will put a little something that looks like an eye of a of a fly, and you'll make the actual hook look like a specific type of bug. And certain fish like certain f- flies and and whatnot, and then you just continuously cast this out. And I think there was a Brad Pitt movie that he did where it was all about fly fishing. I never saw it, but it's one of his... Uh, a, um, um, oh, I can't remember now, but anyways, you need to watch it. Oh, but to, you haven't watched it? No, I don't need to watch it because I enjoy fishing. I just never got a chance to watch it. I should watch it, actually. I, I, I don't know. I just... What is it about fishing that gives you such joy? Catching the fish. So is it purely about, like, the sport of it? Mm, no. For me, it's about catching the fish. So it's not even about, like, the fight. Some people, Competition? Some people really love the fight and, like, like really, like, 
because there's a there's an artistry to, to that as well, right? Because you want to hook the fish, but you want to, you know, you don't want to necessarily, you know, some people might think, oh, I just got to, once I feel the hook, or once I feel that there's a fish in the end, I just got to rail at bringing the fish in. No, there's like a, almost like a dance that you do with the fish where you, sometimes you let, you let it, you let some line slack. You want the fish to get tired out. It depends on what you're fishing for. You know, there's, there's certainly an art and science to fishing. For me, it's that moment of reeling in and seeing the fish that you've caught because you don't know because mm-hmm. it's like whatever, what's on the other end of the line. And then boom, is it a trout? Is it a bass? Is it a sunfish? Is it a who knows what? Okay. I So, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. And ha- do you eat the fish after? I have. I have. And does I, it taste even better? Oh, it's you fantastic! Cry? I mean, if you can eat, if you can eat a fish, and of course, to our listeners who don't enjoy eating eating fish, or for our vegetarian listeners, I apologize. But if you can eat a fish fresh from being caught, it is the best tasting mm. fish you will have. Mm. Mm. And when I, I was, like fish, I like eating fish. Okay. Do you like sushi? I do. So you know, you know then. That it's the freshest sushi that tastes the best, of right? Of course. And there's some some sushi restaurants that do it better than others. Right. And there's some places where you're like, mm, that Not place so is good. kind of fishy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there you go. So the Brad Pitt movie is called A River Runs Through That's it. right. A River Runs yes. Through It. Yeah. So yeah. that's on your watch list. Nope. It, it, nope. It, it, it's not. It got great reviews. I will watch it if you watch it. I'll definitely watch it. That's not a problem. Okay. Challenge accepted. Done. Speaking of challenges... I know yeah, a lot it's directed of, by Robert Redford. By yeah, way. it's it's a great film, Nitty. You don't want to believe me, but I'm telling you, it's a great film that I've never seen. So we'll watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to mention mm-hmm. our sponsor, mm-hmm. which is Casper. We said at the top of the show that I would tell you how you can get $50 towards your mattress if you go to caspertrial.com slash insomnia. Just go and check it out to see the other products that they have as well. Like, for example, mm-hmm. speaking of Xena... Um, for all you dog lovers out there, they actually have dog beds too, yeah. which I and find fascinating. For different sizes, and so there's two sizes, and for certain breeds of dogs, Nitty, the mattress is designed to support their neck. Hmm. And yeah, you should really check it out as well. Like there's sheets and pillows and whatnot. Yeah, go to caspertrial.com/insomnia, and you'll see what we're talking about. And if you want to save fifty bucks. Use the product code, which, which is, is uh, 50 sleep. You got it. Yay. That's five zero sleep. I always say five zero sleep because sometimes it sounds like you're saying, or I'm saying 15 sleep. Oh, but no, I see. Because with, with numbers like that, 50 and 15 or 16 and 60, I always try to spell it out as you would. Um, you got a 100-night trial and a 10-year warranty on the mattresses. So, Nitty, there you go. So, check it out. What about you, Nitty? Okay, I enjoy fishing. Is there some sort of relaxing sport or some sort of um, activity where you can just sort of chill and allow it to happen? So I've been, uh, Marco, as you know, from um, when Jen was on the show. Yes. Um, I was training for a 10K, which mm-hmm. I ran with her. Amazing. And ever since then, I've actually been really enjoying running Okay. in a weird way. I never thought I'd be a runner. See, that's something that I have no interest in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually brought, like, bought running gear for the first time. Wow. Which was pretty, uh, 
like what <laughs> miraculous did you, what did you buy like i bought like um uh, uh like a what's it called not a pullover but like a long sleeve running um Jacket? Jacket. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so that in colder weather that I could run and I still see. be um, comfortable. warm and comfortable, sure. but but not too warm because right. that's the trick, right? Um, and you can't really run in cotton. And up until now, I'd been amateur runner who just runs in cotton. Oh, you're not supposed stuff. to run in cotton. It's heavy, right? Oh. So it um, impacts your time and things wow. like that, and it impacts like. Um, the resistance and and it's also it gets hot wow. with cotton because it's a very heavy fabric. So, so what something. what is the fabric of choice? Like so, those wick away fabrics? Yeah, okay. like like anything that's going to kind of um, roll the sweat off okay. in a way, or okay. like um, and so it's usually leggings that I wear oh, I see. and, okay. and something that's closer, tighter to the body, right? Sure. Um, and then of course yoga, like hot yoga is my big thing. That's right. That I'm back into. Oh, I want to get back into it. I I really want to get back into it. If you found a studio you like. Yeah. Okay. After the podcast, you'll tell me what it is because our listeners who aren't in Toronto won't. Won't won't really. Yeah. But I love hot yoga. I know. Okay. So nitty. Should we tell people how we met and that's why? Or do they know this already? Oh, we may have mentioned it on a previous show. But let me just say this before we... No, you know what? Please go ahead because what I have to say is, is <laughs> no, kind of silly. No, 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 you go because I think it'll lead in really well. Oh, I, I was going to say that um, Marco and I met um, because Amanda, mm-hmm. his wife, uh, is a yoga teacher uh, and was working for a hot yoga studio that I was going to, uh, I was frequenting quite often. I love that word. Frequenting. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, and I was frequenting it around a time when I was going through, um, a bit of a professional crisis. I was about to lose my job because I was getting laid off. The company Ouch. was closing down Okay. and Amanda was very kind. And so I'd show up to her six o'clock in the morning class because I was, a little bit out of it and um i don't know why i was waking up early enough to be at a six o'clock in the morning class but i was um all that to say that amanda and i were talking one day after class and at this time at this particular time the company i was working for was in the news because there was all sorts of scandals with the ceo and and so every day there was a news article coming out and amanda had been listening to these articles so when she asked me where I work, I told her and she was like, oh, you mean the place that's on CBC News all the time? And I was like, yeah, that's me. And so she, um, this particular studio had what's called like a trade program. So you can volunteer your time for a certain number of hours per week. And as a result, you get free yoga. And so she recommended that I, that I join that program so that I can continue practicing even after, um, I lost my job, uh, and that experience completely saved me, I think. So yoga helped you? Oh, my gosh. I think it's what got me through that particular time. But through that, um, I also remember, uh, so Amanda and I became Facebook friends, and one day in her status update, she said, um, if anyone's interested in, in stage managing a show for the Fringe, PM me. And so I was like, oh, I could do that because I have time on my hands sure. and I used to stage manage um, in my previous life. Um, and so I did do that. Mm-hmm. And so I stage managed a show called the Release the Stars, which was a hit at 
the Fringe Festival. Yes. And through that, I met Marco. There you go. Um, and so the rest is all history. You know, it's interesting that, you know, it, when when you first meet someone and you start to get to know them, it's really like, you know, the beginning of any relationship and you're kind of like learning new fascinating things but then once you become good friends with someone you forget about those sort of early days right and it's like yeah we've been friends for years now Mm -hmm. and it's pretty awesome for me hot yoga i went to it because my wife taught it and i was like oh i better go to this thing i'm probably gonna hate it and were you dating at that time, or were you together? No, no, we were, we were, we were, we were, were married. married. Yeah, oh, okay. I hope we were married because Amanda's gonna. If I, if we're not, <laughs> if we weren't, I'm in big trouble. But I'm pretty sure we were married. Oh, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. I don't think we were married. I don't think you were I don't married think we either. Because oh, how long have you been married? Seven years. No, I don't think oh, you were married. Man. This episode's gonna get me in trouble. When she, when she trained. As a yoga okay, teacher? Regardless, okay, regardless. Right? Let's, let's just skip this part because <laughs> otherwise I'm in big trouble. And so I'm like, I've got to go to the classes because my wife's a teacher. So I get, And she plus she wanted me to go and watch her first classes and tell her what I thought. Sure. And I was like, listen, I don't think hot yoga is for me. Right. Because it's going to be too hot. And I'm already a person who sweats a lot and is is hot. And, and I prefer I don't like the summer because it's too hot for me. And she said, well, hot yoga is not what you think. And, of course, having never gone, I knew exactly what it was, or so I thought. And then I went to it. And, Nitty, I have never sweat so much in my life as I did in a hot yoga class. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting, I found, was that I was sweating from everywhere at the same time. So, like, I felt like beads of sweat all over me, right? Right, right. And the one thing that Amanda told me that really helped me, especially for my first classes. So if you're, if our listeners are ever thinking, oh, you know what? I might take a hot yoga class or like I was, it's not for me. What Amanda said to me was like, at any point, if you find that you're too, it's too much, the heat's too much, the, just lie the down poses, and, and she's like, just lie down and don't worry about anyone. Cause that's a yoga pose. And it's the pose that your body needs. And don't worry that we're on different poses. So sure enough, Nitty, it got a bit intense the first or the second class I went to. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to lie here and whatever, let people judge me. And I have to say, in all the yoga classes I've gone to, I've never felt judged by the people I'm in with. You sort of are judging yourself. So I was like, I'm just going to, my body wants me to lie. And I would go in Shavasana. Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. And, uh. One time, Nitty, I like fell asleep in Shavasana and woke up as they're like, all right, let's get into our last pose. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I got into the last pose and I felt a little bit like silly because I was like, oh man. But it was, it was what, it was what my body needed. Well, and that's the thing. Like I know there's some classes where halfway through I've had to lie in Shavasana uh, Shavasana and, uh, um. I've had like the deepest meditation because of it because you're kind of like you're asleep and you're kind of not asleep Mm -hmm. right because you're kind of still a little bit aware sure but there's something about that heat that really really i don't know relaxes you so both me and nitty or nitty and i recommend hot yoga classes of course consult with a doctor if you have any concerns before you take a class and i know that it's been very helpful for Mm -hmm. a lot of people I took a restorative class a couple of times, Nitty, and I loved it. Yeah, restorative is great. So great. 
I should take one again. Yeah. Now, do you, are you, do you have like yoga attire and a yoga mat? And is there a certain section of the yoga class you like to oh, stay yeah. in? Of course. Oh, okay. Of course. It's got to be close to the mirrors. Mm-hmm. And I have my yoga gear and I have a mat. Um, and I have to have my, obviously my water bottle. But yeah, no, there's like a process sure. attached to it. Which is interesting. And what about your clothes? Like, are, do you have specific yoga clothes or any old thing will do? Because you're talking about cotton and how it's not great for running. You can't use it for yoga, hot yoga. No. No, it has to be like yoga gear. Mm-hmm. It has to be like stretchy and something that's going to allow the sweat to kind of roll off right. rather than stick with you. Fair. Have you ever, sorry. No. Have you ever it. done a meditation class? I've meditated before, but I haven't meditated with like a group of people in a particular class. Okay. How about you? No, I've done like online classes and stuff like that. Oh, remember when we did the Oprah one? Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. There's a new one that's uh, that I'm doing right now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like it's a twenty. It's like five days in, but yeah, that's that's what I mean by. The only problem with that one I find is that Deepak Chopra's voice kind of annoys me. No, see, it doesn't. It doesn't. Really? It used to. It really bothers me. His voice bothers me. Fair enough. Hey, listen. There might be listeners who think. Marco's voice really bothers me. Or my voice really bothers well, them. Well, if, if you are, I apologize that my voice isn't your thing, but I hope you enjoy the episode <laughs> nonetheless. Um, yeah, no, I, I, um, I would like to take a class. Here's a question I have for you. Sure. Because your background, your, your background is Indian. Do a lot of Indians meditate in the way that someone who's like myself, not as familiar with the Indian culture as I'd like to be. There's this perception, you know, that a lot of Indians do yoga and they meditate. Is that true? Or is it a Western sort of bias of a, of a art form or a form of um, physical activity that was born from, from India? I don't even know if I'm I mean, sense yes there. and no. Okay. Like I, I feel like I can't speak too much or too broadly on that. Okay. Uh, but it is definitely part of like the society. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I do think in the West there's a certain amount of cultural appropriation that takes sure. place with that particular form. Like the yoga studio I go to, everybody's white, so it's right. like, wait a second. Right. Um, so I find it a little bit amusing or bemusing sometimes mm-hmm. when, I don't know, um, there, there's a bit of a glorification of this type of practice that doesn't take place in India in a way? You know, it's interesting you say that. So here's an observation that I can make from when I went to India. So at the end of a lot of yoga classes, the teacher will say, namaste. Yeah. And they'll say it in this like really <laughs> yeah. like ceremonial yeah. thing where it's like, and now I get to salute the thing in me, salutes the thing in you. <laughs> right. And like they go into this whole diatribe yeah. of namaste, right? And I was like, Okay, cool, whatever, that's cool, that's your thing. I guess it's a little ending ceremonial thing. When I was in India, when I was in India, sorry, I got all garbled together. People were saying namaste, like in Italy you would say ciao. It was just like yeah, namaste. Yeah, because it just uh, means hello or goodbye. Yeah, and I was like, thank you. Like, I'm like, <laughs> this is, and I loved it, and I loved it because it was like casual and friendly and there was no weight. To, there was no like heavy weight to right. it. You know what I mean? But That's it what was. I mean. It like... was really lovely, and I was like, "This is how you should." For me, this is how you should be saying. Right. So I, I thought that was really cool, and I was like, "All right, 
Indians know what they're doing. Everybody else, chill. All right. That's, that was <laughs> well, on, well, on the note of Namaste, yeah. um, we I think have come to the end oh, of this yes, episode. <laughs> Um, and what a fun one it was, indeed. Yeah. I can't even remember what we started talking about. Oh, I, fishing. fishing. Fishing, thank running. you. There we go. From fishing to namaste yeah. um, and everything else in between. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us online at Listen and Sleep. And um, be sure to check out uh, Casper Mattresses, our sponsor. Um, as always, whoa, now I'm garbling my words. As always, we are recording from Toronto, Ontario, and we are produced by Drumcast Productions. Mm-hmm.